in our lives. Amen. A man went into a church basement. There was a circle of chairs. It was a support group meeting. And he sat down and he said, Hi, my name is Frank. And I've been addicted to soap for five years. But I'm clean now. Yes. We can only go up from there. Today is the fifth Sunday of Lent. And Lent is the season of the church year. Where you and I are invited to scrub down our souls and get spiritually clean. And also to settle down into silence. And to spend some extra time listening to Him. Listening to Christ. Now that's something we should do as individuals. But it's also something we should do as a parish family, as a Christian community. But what exactly is a Christian community? And that's something we've been exploring this Lent at St. John's by looking at five characteristics of Christian community. Now, we'll quiz. What are the four we've looked at so far? Speak up. Worshiping. Discipling. Forgiving. And welcoming. Right. A Christian community worships. How's your worship life going? A Christian community disciples. Are you a churchgoer or a disciple? A Christian community forgives. Are you an avenger or a forgiver? A Christian community welcomes. Would people describe you as a welcoming person? And then today we're looking at the fifth, which is a serving community. A Christian community serves. Repeat after me, serves. Serves. In today's gospel lesson from our own St. John, we heard a verse which is inscribed inside pulpits all over North America. And it's found in verse 21 of John 12. Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Now, in first century Israel, when this was written... The way to see Jesus was to push your way through the crowd. Was to go up to the big city, to Jerusalem. Or to go down to the rural Galilee, where Jesus spent most of his time. But in a post-crucifixion, post-resurrection, post-Pentecost world, the ways of seeing Jesus have changed. And in verse 26, our Lord gives us a hint of the ways in which he is to be seen now. Whoever serves me must follow me. And where I am, there will my servant be also. Can I hear, can I hear an amen? Amen. Now, if, think about this. If anyone could have sat around and given people orders, it was Jesus. He was and is God's son. If anyone could have sat around expecting people to serve him... It was Jesus. He was and is God's Son. And yet, did Jesus spend a whole lot of time sitting around? No. And yet, did Jesus spend a lot of time sitting around having people serve Him? Not really. In fact, as the Scriptures tells us, Jesus came not to be served, but to serve. And give His life as a ransom for many. Now, not only did Jesus do this himself, 
But he invites you and me to do the same. I don't know if you've heard this in John 12, if you've heard that part. That Jesus makes a really disciple's invitation to a costly, not cheap, a costly way of service. Here, verse 25 from John 12 again. Those who love their life lose it. And those who hate their life in this world will keep it. Ouch! Doesn't that sound hard? Newsflash, it is. Being a disciple often involves great sacrifice and great challenge. And the church at her best, at her best over 20 centuries, the Christian church has been known as a serving community. Giving water to the thirsty, feeding the hungry, welcoming the stranger, clothing the naked, tending the sick, and visiting those in prison. And that's actually just the baseline of service in the Christian faith. That's just for starters, according to Jesus, and his vivid portrayal of the Last Judgment in Matthew 25. That's just for starters. But in every century, in every time and place, the Christian church has also raised up disciples who have been involved in great social movements, working for the common good of society. Now, we don't have time to get into all those, but we could spend a lot of time talking about disciples in the civil rights movement, and the racial reconciliation movements, and the literacy movements, and the women's movements, and the nursing movements, and on and on and on, because of their faith. Christians have, over the centuries, labored for justice in the public square, and really spent their lives in pursuit of a society that respects the dignity of every human being. So... How are you serving at St. John's and beyond? You see, the faithful disciple serves in the local church, yes, but they also serve beyond the local church. An embarrassed woman went up to her pastor after the Eucharist one Sunday and she said, Father, I hope you really want a Well, I did find it rather disconcerting. Oh, he shouldn't take it personally at all. You see, Fred, ever since he was a child, has been walking in his sleep. <laughs> and thanks to Mikey Python for that offensive British woman's accent. You know who Mikey Python is? To be invited to be a disciple is not to be invited to walk in your sleep, but to walk in service. Archbishop William Temple, who is the 98th Archbishop of Canterbury, we're currently on number 105, but Archbishop William Temple wrote these words, quote, We are called as Christians to the service of God here and now, that on earth, as in heaven, his name is to be hallowed. For that Christ taught us to pray, for that he has summoned us to work, not there, but here is the sphere of our spiritual concern. Not then, but now is salvation to be won and made manifest. End of quote. So I have a statement. You can tell me whether the statement is true or false. You know, generally true or false. There are seasons of service in life. Sure, that's generally true. 
So, for example, you may be invited to participate in a new form of helping, a new form of service, some sort of new ministry. But in order to do that, you have to let go of the thing that you used to be doing. But then for some of you, for many of you, there will be certain ministries or certain ways of serving that you will be involved in your whole life. And really, you'll end up giving a lifetime of service to those commitments. So in other words, some forms of service will come and go, others will remain constant. However, there is never, ever, retirement from service. You may stop working a full-time position. You may raise your children. But there is never, ever retirement from full-time service for the Christian, especially the one striving to be a disciple. Because no matter your age or stage, no matter the state of your health, the faithful Christian will always be looking for ways to love their neighbor. So for example, I had a parishioner in Canada who was in a nursing home. And her health wasn't the greatest either. But she intentionally made it her form of service to go out of her way to encourage and listen to the many residents where she lived who were discouraged. That was her form of service at that stage in her life. Now, it's been said that most people wish to serve God, but only in an advisory capacity. To be baptized, how many of you have been baptized? Raise your hand. To receive the Eucharist, how many of you have ever received the Eucharist? To be baptized, to receive the Eucharist, is to sign up to be God's servant, not God's advisor. And every week you and I are invited to the mystery of the altar. And to receive in the mysterious elements of bread and wine a gift. And through that gift we are to be strengthened to go out into our world, out into our lives, to love and serve the Lord. And because serving on God's superhero team is not easy, you get worn down, you get beat up, you and I are invited regularly to return to the altar, to be recharged, and then released again to carry out our mission of serving others in Christ's name. By the way, what's the superhero team called for Christians? The Forgivers. Very good. I'm excited there to catch the end of that few there. That's right. So... How are you serving at St. John's and beyond? How are you serving at St. John's and beyond? Turn to your neighbor, ask him that question. At least mumble it. Go ahead, try it. How are you serving at St. John's and beyond? Okay, we made some progress there. That's good. What difference are you making in people's lives? What impact are you making? And on who? It's got to start with your family, absolutely, but then from there flowing out. How will you be remembered? What are you up to when it comes to Christ's mission of serving others? To dare to be a disciple is to dare to be like Jesus. And if you and I follow Jesus in his costly, not cheap, but his costly way of service, you and I will indeed see Jesus. We will see Jesus in the people we serve, and they will see Jesus in us. Seeing is believing. Believing is seeing. And for the Christian, seeing is serving. Amen.